It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. What's going on, everybody? Happy Monday. Stormy Bonantoni with you here from our VSIN studio at Circus Sportsbook, hanging out with you for the next hour. Love getting into the studio on a Monday. And uh, the weekend, obviously, was full of action. We've got conference tournaments, NBA, NHL, all these different things to talk about, as well as some breaking news in the NFL, which is where we will get the show started, as we always do with our top five stories and things that we need to know as betters. Number one being that the Atlanta Falcons have suspended wide receiver Calvin Ridley for at least the up upcoming 2022 season for betting on NFL games last year. The league said that Ridley's betting took place during a five-day period this past November when he's not with the team while on the non-football illness list. ESPN's Adam Schefter reporting Ridley used his phone to place multi-leg parlay bets involving three, five, and eight games that included the Falcons to win. The NFL now said its investigation uncovered zero evidence that Ridley used inside information or that any game was compromised in any way. There was also no evidence of the Falcons' coaches, staff, or Ridley's teammates being aware of any of this betting activity. Reportedly, multiple NFL teams had reached out to the Falcons in recent weeks to inquire about trading for Ridley, but Atlanta declined to enter into any of those talks with good faith, knowing the issues likely on the horizon. Atlanta now a 50-1 to long shot on DraftKings for next year's Super Bowl odds among the bottom tier of teams in the league. Ridley can apply for reinstatement after next year's Super Bowl. He also does have three days to appeal the decision if he decides to, and we'll have more on this in a moment. NFL veteran and VSIN host and NFL analyst Mike Pritchard is going to join us to kind of break down this a little bit further. We'll also hear from Jimmy and Vinny over at the South Point for the book's reaction to how this all was uncovered. But let's continue along with the top five. Also in the NFL, the Green Bay Packers reportedly made a significant long-term contract offer to their quarterback Aaron Rodgers that would alter the quarterback market according to ESPN. Details, of course, have not been made available, but we think a potential three, four-year deal spread out the cap hit. Rodgers is weighing his options, but is expected to make his decision by the franchise tender deadline 4 p.m. Eastern tomorrow when the Packers need to decide whether or not to use the franchise tag on wide receiver Devontae Adams. You see Rodgers there, a 300 favorite to remain the quarterback of the Packers, who are 10 to 1 currently to win next year's Super Bowl. Rodgers plus 800 third on the board as well to be a three-peat MVP. Number three, Baylor quarterback Kalen Barnes ran the second fastest 40 time ever 
ever at the NFL Combine with a 4-2-3 time Sunday. This comes just days after his own teammate Tyquan Thornton made headlines for his time pacing the wide receivers group. The DBs, however, as a whole put on a historic display of speed. 16 players going sub 4-4. As for who will go number one, however, in this year's draft still remains to be seen. Alabama offensive tackle Evan Neal elected not to participate in this week's drills portion of the combine, but remains the odds-on favorite at minus 115. Though little steams come off the number, NC State's Ikem Kwanu, meanwhile, raised his draft stock over the weekend and has since risen to second on the odds board at plus 200. In the NBA, there were some historic performances over the weekend. LeBron James put up a 56.10 rebound performance in the Lakers' upset win over Golden State. Jason Tatum had a 54-point night as the Celtics beat the Brooklyn Nets, and that's with KD and Kyrie Irving on the floor. And Nikola Jokic, 46 points, 12 boards, 11 assists as the Nuggets down the Pelicans in overtime, all of which, by the way, soared over their respective prop numbers. Jokic now sits at plus 220 on the MVP odds board behind only minus 115 favorite Joel Embiid. Both MVP candidates in action tonight as well. Nuggets minus 8 against the Warriors and 76ers minus 7 against the Bulls. Last one here, the Kentucky Wildcats women's program upset the top-ranked South Carolina Gamecocks on Sunday as 15.5 point dog to claim the 2022 SEC title 64-62. Kentucky had to win four games in four days to earn the title and despite a slow start rallied in the fourth quarter outscoring the Gamecocks 21 to 7 in the final frame capped by Adriana Edwards three-pointer just seconds before the buzzer South Carolina suffered just its second loss of the entire season but remains the odds-on favorite to win this year's women's NCAA title at plus 150 as well as their number one ranking while the cats among the longest of the shots on the board 150 to one now let's like I said let's dive a little bit deeper into this Calvin Ridley news from this morning uh, Mike Pritcher host of betting across America here on VEASAN nine-year NFL vet um, helping us connect the dots even further with this situation um, you were also drafted by the Atlanta Falcons so I'm sure this is a little bit closer to home Mike I know you were on the air when the news first broke how have you kind of unpacked all this? this is with Calvin Ridley uh, stormy great to be with you I um I it's still piercing me to be honest with you you know I grew up in Vegas and so uh, not only being drafted by the Falcons but growing up in Vegas and understanding uh, the relationship that I needed to have was more important with the National Football League than than sports betting um, at that time as a player uh, certainly over the years, I've been retired over 20 years now, and I've become more comfortable uh, with sports betting and, and also watching the National Football League, the NBA, and all major sports leagues actually align themselves with the sports betting industry. I, I feel more comfortable, and I'm, I'm allowed to bet and participate, which is great. But as a player, a coach, owner, anybody associated with any team, uh, you cannot participate the way that Calvin really chose to participate in sports betting and, and the consequences are severe. Uh, so it, it's piercing. It's, it's um, unfortunate. And, and I cannot believe that he would make a decision uh, such as this one. Well, and I think that's the thing is, yes, there's the the action, and obviously he did not participate in the games, but then the reaction that's come down with the league suspending him for an entire year for a guy that is so thought so highly of in the wide receiver category within the National Football League. What did you think of the suspension and the punishment that was ultimately handed down from the league? It was swift, not surprising, uh, to get a year but then also to make it indefinite, meaning that he's going to have to apply for reinstatement. Mm -hmm. uh, that means he's got to go through that process. So depending on the appetite or, or the feeling of the National Football League uh, at that time, we'll see if he can enter 
or return back to the National Football League. Uh, so, you know, the guy potentially flushed his career down the toilet because of betting on sports when you're not supposed to do that as a current player. And I, there's no excuse around it. I, I just don't understand how you make a decision that way. Uh, like I said, I, I think I, I'm different because growing up in Vegas, uh, I knew the ramifications. I actually understood uh, what I could and could not do. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's, it's incomprehensible at this moment that Calvin really did not understand that. Well, I'm interested on your perspective on that because like you said, from Vegas, you have a little bit of a different eye on all of this versus maybe a typical NFL player. So when you were in the league, what was the thought process? Like how much was it talked about before you start a season of things you can and cannot do? Like is it laid, how clearly is it laid out? If you do this, the punishment is severe. Absolutely. Um, no firearms inside a locker room. Uh, that, that is a message inside a locker room, each and every locker room across the league. Uh, and then we have meetings, whether it's in training camp or right before training camp with the investigative arm of the national football league. They come into the meeting room, they sit everybody down and says, you cannot participate and you cannot bet on sports uh, as a player. And, and so you needed to understand that immediately. And you also needed to understand the ramifications and consequences uh, if you did participate that way. So uh, it's spelled out in front of each and every player, uh, Stormy. And again, that's why I cannot comprehend yeah. uh, how Ridley did not understand that or certainly try to get away with something that he thought he could get away with. No doubt. And fortunately, the NFL did say that its investigation um, didn't feel like any of the games were compromised in any way based on the parlays mm -hmm. he was betting. None of the coaches, staff, or anybody associated with Ridley had insight that he was doing this. But do you expect there being now because this, because there is this massive suspension of this massive player, that there will be placed even more emphasis in these locker rooms and in these teams moving into next season? I think so. I, I think there'll be more reinforcement. Um, I, I think the league will try to make it more understood uh, about the seriousness of protecting the shield, the integrity of the game, the perception that people could have, uh, even if Calvin really, and thank God the investigation did reveal that he did not impact or he did not solicit or get information that could help him gambling wise. Uh, I think the NFL is definitely afraid of that though. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and I think they will try to make sure that everybody an owner, a player, coach, anybody involved with their league uh, to not participate in sports betting, in particular in the National Football League, do not bet on games. And so, uh, yeah, they'll reinforce it for sure, Stormy, because they certainly want to protect the shield in every way. Well, now it's such a big thing, too, when they first created those relationships and having gambling partners with sports betting entities, right, it was all about the integrity of the game. And I mm -hmm. thought what was so interesting was, as more information's come out about this Ridley situation, that the app he was using was legal in Florida. They notified the compliance company that the NFL has hired called Genius specifically for these types of instances and his bets were flagged so does that in your mind go and show that the integrity is being held up of the game that they have these relationships and they're being used in this way absolutely that's the irony because the nfl was definitely afraid of vegas or association with vegas because of the perception and the irony is the fact that you have monitoring and you have policing of uh, an individual that could get flagged to help you out so that's, that's a partnership that I, I know that the league and, and major sports entities are proud of. I mean, the NBA and the relationship with uh, sports betting or, or any sports book. I mean, uh, they understand that the monitoring and the policing is, is in place uh, and therefore can help protect the integrity of the game that way.
Mike, really appreciate you hopping on with us in such short notice, but obviously a very important topic for all of us here at VEASAN. So thank you again. You're the best. Thank you, Stormy. That's Mike Pritchard. Make sure you check him out every weekday on Betting Across America here on VEASAN. And we'll talk more about this, like I said, when um, Vinny Maiulo and Jimmy Vaccaro join us in just a little bit. We've got a lot of March Madness still to get in through throughout the show. Jim Root of Three Man Weave will join us, as will Julian Edlow, DraftKings betting analyst. Talk a little association here. But remember, you can get everything you need to bet the madness this year with 24-7 streaming, daily best bets, emails, and our tournament betting guide, including advice, data, and strategy, just $19. Whether you're filling out a bracket, betting against the spread, or your team is out there, just get ready for the game in every round of the tournament with our experts, including Greg Hoops Peterson, every team conference player to watch from the favorites to potential Cinderella's. That's vsin.com slash madness. On the other side of the break, we will bring in Jimmy and Vinny, and we'll also update Be Better. Did they or didn't they? I'm asking guys to step up. I don't know if they're listening. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr. And I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. Get an early start on your college hoops tournament betting with VEASAN's full court bracket betting coverage starting Sunday, March 13th with six hours of free live video streaming on VEASAN.com, including the full bracket reveal and opening lines for every game. The VEASAN College Hoops X 
experts, including Greg Hoops Peterson, will analyze every game. They'll discuss with bookmakers making the lines to find that best value early. Don't wait until the lines move. Start your bracket and round one tournament betting with the VEASAN College Hoops Experts Sunday, March 13th, 6 p.m. Eastern, free on VEASAN.com. Back here on My Guys in the Desert. Time for a little Be Better Did They or Didn't They update. I challenged some teams and players over the weekend to step their game up, but did they or didn't they? Well, the Lakers fortunately did, although small sample size, I'll give you that. Still a long way to go, but LeBron James setting the floor on fire Saturday. 56 points, 10 boards, and a 124-116 upset win over Golden State as a five-and-a-half point home dog. The 37-year-old, the oldest player with that combined stat line in a single game and did it on 19-31 from the floor, which included a near-perfect mark from three. But what I like even more was his response after the game, saying he doesn't give a bleep about the 56. Quote, I'm just happy we got a win. We need pretty much all of them, and he's not wrong. They did stop the bleeding of a four-game skid, but still dropped seven of their last nine games. So we'll see if they can build on that with a couple of games in Texas at the Spurs tonight and at the Houston Rockets on Wednesday. NHL Cup contenders, be better. We got a little yes and no here. The Carolina Hurricanes rebounded from back-to-back -back losses with necessary back-to-back -back wins. VGK, are their wins pretty or against good teams right now? Absolutely not. It's San Jose, Anaheim, and Ottawa, but they're back in the win column with three wins in their last four games. Now Philadelphia and Buffalo to start a five-game trip. Keep building that confidence. As for the no Toronto back-to-back -to -back losses against teams you shouldn't be losing to 5-1 to Buffalo followed up by a 6-4 loss to Vancouver. They've got Columbus tonight who's dropped four of their last five games but did also beat them at the end of February so TBD. And Colorado your odds on favorite to win the whole thing responded to yet another loss to the Arizona Coyotes as a minus 400 favorite by losing to the Flames but I backed Calgary in the game so I'm not mad at it. And last one here in Be Better the Major League Baseball. No, you're still not doing anything that's giving me any confidence that we're not going to have to cancel more games, which it looks like we are going to have to do. The league and PA did meet on Sunday. The Players Association made a new proposal, and while some smaller items and rule changes have been resolved, that is all. Nothing on the economic front has helped us out yet. Now time to go behind the book, as promised, with our guys Vinny Maiulo and Jimmy Vaccaro over at the South Point. Jimmy, we missed you last Monday, but Vinny did assure me you weren't spending time at the spa. You did have legitimate reasons. It's all right. How are you doing, buddy? Kid, let me tell you something. <laughs> We're going to do a show from the spa. I'm working on it already. I mean, I think people love to see when you walked in. Well, you know. I just can't keep talking about it enough, but we're going to do it. And thank you, the spa. I did a little bit of business, so when I came back that day, I stayed in the spa for an extra 45 minutes just to catch up on my time. <laughs> there you go. What a guy. Um, happy to have you guys with us again. And first off, I did just want to start before we get into all this conference tournament and March Madness action, the breaking news of the day with Calvin Ridley ultimately suspended for an entire year due to gambling on games. He was doing some parlay bets during the time where he was away from the team what did you guys think about that from the book's perspective? This type of thing does happen so rarely, um, but obviously a very swift and uh, long action. Well, first of all, he's probably a loser. I'm sure he <laughs> didn't pick any winners. Uh, second of all, there was absolutely nothing here in Las Vegas or probably anywhere to yeah. say, you know, something's going on with the game. I just couldn't imagine this guy going back to the, the Arizona stuff way, way back when. But like I said, you know, it, let's – it's the way of the world. I mean, obviously, still some people can't think of doing the right thing all the time. Here's a guy who probably blowed his career now because doing mm -hmm. something stupid. But uh, as far as, like, any, any reaction here, Stormy, not one game like we can ever even think about that moved a mm -hmm. few points because Ridley played on it. That's for sure. 
Yeah, I think uh, storing what happens, and typically there's procedures for this too. To Jimmy's point, it's it's important to note, uh, as we've said all along, we share the the uh, concerns for integrity with with all the leagues, uh, not just the NFL, but all the professional leagues in the NCAA. If something were to come to our attention that we were questioning. Uh, the procedure would be uh, to follow uh, internally. You report that to the uh, uh, to the ownership and our corporate security, who mm-hmm. works uh, would work in conjunction with our gaming regulators, and in this case, uh, the uh, uh, the NFL to say, okay, look, here's uh, what uh, we we've uncovered. Here's a concern, and share it that way. So that procedure is pretty se- uh, set in stone from our side. The league has their procedures. We have ours. Uh, but I think the most important thing that Jimmy brought up was the fact that we have not. Uh, been apprised of any improprieties that uh, mm-hmm. uh, could could be traced. No doubt, and I did think that was a very interesting you, you part know, of yeah. the situation was that it was flagged by the book and brought to their attention. Go ahead, Jimmy. Well, first of all, the uh, going back to the Arizona State thing way back when, we were the first industry to call and warned everybody of something uh, coming on. And going way back and dating me there is like uh, the Tulane thing with John Hot Rod Williams. I remember it like it was yesterday, like the uh, third time in a row that these three kids came in and were looking to bet 20000 a game on Tulane. Uh, obviously, we at that time, I informed Michael Gaughan, he informed our our leaders here in the windup was uh, the case was taken over real quick and uh, uh, once we got involved in it. So, like I said, can it happen? You know, let's, we, we're not going to go back to Paul Horning and Alex Karras already, 1963, but <laughs> we we worry about that as much as anybody. And like, when you use the word worry, we're just like if something irregular shows up, we inform people and then it goes from there. Really good. Appreciate that insight. Um, helpful for all of us to kind of unpack this whole situation. But let's talk about some happier things. How did the weekend go from your guys' perspective, whether it's, you know, all the college basketball that's underway, NBA, NHL? How was the weekend? Uh, you know, coming from me, it's a little – there wasn't as much action as I thought there would be. And maybe I look at look at it this way, and then I thought about it, and obviously it's a little bit of a, a stretch here, I guess. But, uh, you know – Way back when, when we had these type of conferences with the small teams and uh, we didn't really book them during the course of the year, whatever, the people who really gets into it and follows the conferences, like, they were beating our brains in for about four or five years because mm-hmm. they were way, way ahead of us. I'm just talking about the certain people who obviously do their homework a lot earlier, and we really didn't even utilize those books, where those, those teams way back when. So they were ahead of us. But now, the last few years, and uh, I think if you talk to a lot of people, like, it hasn't been that bad. Matter of fact, we, we usually end up a small winner with, with these type of conference games because we are smarter than we once were. Uh, there was an opening, you know, open door way back when. Now the door is closed pretty quick. So we did not see any very, very big plays here. And I haven't heard of anything all, all over town, Vincennes, where something, you know, a, a game moved four or five points. So I think it was just us getting a little smarter and uh, cut off uh, the, the bread line here for some of these guys who, in a sense, are smarter than us and they deserve to win and get the money. Yeah, I think when you when you look at it, Stormy. I mean, you know, first of all, the weekend always good. It's 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 important to remember with the tournaments here, right? And of course, this week we'll really get uh, uh, get going with these tournaments. Um, always increases the handle, right? The race handle this weekend too, uh, out at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway, which. By the way, uh, with Alex Bowman winning at twenty to one, twenty to mm-hmm. one—that's a nice little, uh, nice little payout there in, in that in that upset. Um, but 
even when you look at these tournaments, you can anticipate uh, probably it starts about 20% or more in terms of handle, right? And it go from there. But, you know, folks know that they've got, they've got an app. By the way, you do not have to be a Nevada resident to have an app. As long as you're here within the state, mm-hmm. then you can utilize the app. So I think folks are becoming much more familiar with that and more comfortable with it. Folks are going to these games or going to these events. They know they can have a little something on before or even during, you know, with the end game going on as well. So uh, it started about 20% and go from there. So it always helps to have events in town when uh, whenever you can. Yeah, I'm sure five different conference tournaments being hosted here over the course of the week. It's a really exciting time to be in Vegas. With regards to the Futures book, do you guys have any exposure uh, at the South Point? And I also, I like getting an update on your guys' group propositions that you have. What's the update on those numbers? <laughs> well, go ahead, Jimmy. <laughs> well, you know, it really hasn't been that, in a sense, like, you know, one team out there, they really, really have to knock down. There's three or four teams, but again, maybe with a forty or $50,000 liability, which really isn't anything anymore. But uh, it's still the same thing as we talked about. Future betting for our side of the con has been very good the last 15 or 20 years, and it'll be okay. And then what we get here is like people who come mm-hmm. to town for this week for the conference game, they'll bet on their favorite team yep. out the door so they have something to root for, you know, in two weeks from today. Stormy, a little bit of uh, – I looked uh, uh, right before I talked to Chris Andrews, our director, to Duke and Tennessee and Alabama. And believe it or not, UNLV with a late-season run, too, in terms of the overall future book way back when. But in terms of the group that we put up on uh, January uh, – the end of January, uh, right around uh, the playoff, right before the Super Bowl, Group A with Gonzaga, Purdue, Kentucky, UCLA, Illinois, and Texas Tech, uh, that is now at five to, uh, minus 125. That opened up at plus 180. So that's gotten the most play, but we've also made adjustments based on the success, particularly of uh, Gonzaga and Kentucky of late. Uh, Group B with Baylor, Arizona, LSU, Michigan State, Duke, and Iowa at plus 220 to open. Now at 5-2, to two. we did get a little money on that last week. It, it was, this, uh, uh, was around 3-1. Around to one. Group C, Kansas, uh, who secured another uh, Big 12 title. Regular season title, Villanova, Auburn, Wisconsin, Houston, Ohio State opened at plus 220, uh, now sits at uh, four to one. And of course, the field, everybody else, Jimmy, <laughs> 10 to one. Where's Thank Stormy? You. Stormy, where are you at? I, I got to go. This segment at, went by too fast. No, no, you. I'm leaving now because all you need is Vincenzo. You don't need me to <laughs> run everything down. Great job, Vincenzo. You got to hook me up at the spa <laughs> next time. Thank you so much, fellas. Back here in a moment on My Guys in the Desert. Listen to my guys in the desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. Zin nicotine pouches, a fresh new way to enjoy nicotine. Nicotine pouches are smoke free and spit free and made with food grade ingredients. Simply open the child resistant lid, place the pouch between your upper lip and gum for up to one hour of real nicotine satisfaction. Zin's available in 10 varieties and two strengths three milligrams for fresh nicotine satisfaction and six for even more nicotine enjoyment. Simple and discreet, you can enjoy Zin anywhere, anytime. Find your freedom, find your satisfaction, find your Zin. Visit Zin.com, that's Z Y N.com, to learn more and find Zin nicotine. 
nicotine pouches near you. Zen nicotine pouches are only for adults 21 and up who currently use tobacco or nicotine. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Rolling along here on My Guys in the Desert. Time for fade or follow. Do we agree or disagree with some of the largest public plays of the night in the NHL, NBA, and college hoops? Let's start with hockey. Panthers on the money line at Buffalo. 82% of handle, 90% of bets backing Florida here. It was minus 280, but all the way up to minus 330. So I don't like betting that steep of a price. If I do definitely think the Panthers are the way to go here, but I might edge more toward a puck line just from a value standpoint. The Sabres did have some uncharacteristic wins recently, I know, against the Leafs and Wild, but got back to their usual lackluster form, getting shut out on Sunday against the Kings, an even bigger loss seeing Alex Tuck go down. Um, they've been beaten by two or more goals in seven of their last nine games that were losses. Florida, meanwhile, appears to have gotten out of their funk, so I, I follow on that one. In the NBA, the Rockets plus 15 at the Miami Heat. You guys know I don't bet a ton of NBA, but I do lean fade here. Rockets on the second half of a back-to-back after the upset win over the Grizz had to travel to Miami prior to that win. Lost 12 straight games and 16 of their last 17 with eight of the losses by 15 or more points. They've only covered the assigned spread three times as well over that losing streak. Miami, meanwhile, winners in six of their last seven, 11 of their last 13, and did win the first meeting on the road by 10. So I think that they'll be better at home. In college hoops, the Gonzaga number one team in the country is a 15 and a half point favorite at this number. I see it at 14 and a half now, so even better against San Francisco in the West Coast semifinals. And I would follow here at the lower number. What we've seen the first three rounds of the West Coast tournament is that Chalks run the show. Gonzaga's won 23 straight meetings with the Dons, won both meetings this year by 16. I think they're focused after the loss to St. Mary's. But somebody who can uh, give us a little better perspective on this game follows all of college hoops very closely. Jim Root of Three Man Weave at Second Chance Point on Twitter does great work for the Action Network and the Field of 68 Podcast Network. How's it going? And I'm sorry that your Missouri flag is still upside down. That's good. Yeah, it's all right. You know, I, I, it's it's kind of just a, a reminder for now, but uh, we'll figure it out in the offseason, hopefully. Yes. Uh, I'm with you. I'm with you on following Gonzaga, by the way. I, I will be in attendance there tonight. Um, it felt like San Francisco was, you know, celebratory after they beat BYU, kind of clinched possibly a, an NCAA tournament berth. First one since 1998. So Gonzaga, I think, like you said, off the loss against a team that maybe is, you know, feeling a little fat and happy, uh, I would lean towards the Zags as well. And I know it's a big number. And so some people are like, oh, well, you know, take the plus 15 if you can get it. But I mean, it's also Gonzaga. And for whatever reason, they've been able to cover a lot of these big numbers this season. Yep, they play super fast, which is part of it. You know, they get up and down a lot of possessions to stretch out that lead. Uh, and with with some incentive to continue winning, they want to stay out west with uh, in the NCAA tournament. Arizona is lurking right behind them to try and take that uh, one seed in the west. I think Gonzaga has every reason to win by a lot, and they have the ability to do so, too. So that's a great meeting of the minds there. Well, any other feel for the other semifinal in the West Coast tonight? Santa Clara against number 19, St. Mary's. St. Mary's a four-point favorite in this one. They split in the regular season. Uh, Gales lost by five in early February, 173-65 in January. What's your feel? I was leaning towards the dog. I think it did hit like five, five and a half earlier and then has has come back down uh, with, with some buyback there. Uh, so at the four number, four, four and a half, I probably don't have a play on that one. Uh, but I think Santa Clara does match up pretty well with St. Mary's. They've got some size to contest inside. And they've got these big athletic wings, uh, particularly Jalen Williams, that isn't something St. Mary's is really fit to deal with. So 
I'm I'm leaning towards Santa Clara there if you really wanted to get a bet in on that one on the the late night cap out here at, at the Orleans, uh, but. I will probably not end up betting at the current number. Well, a couple of tickets to be punched and auto bids to be earned tonight as well in the SoCon and the Sunbelt. And I got to give you credit where credit's due on the nightcap last week. You said Georgia State was a team that you liked, got healthy, trending in the right direction. And then Louisiana Lafayette you liked as a long shot. They're both meeting in the championship game later on today. Who do you give the edge, uh, Georgia State, the favorite in this one? I'd probably go Georgia State here slightly, uh, and I think the market has moved a little bit that way. Uh, Louisiana has still not had a, a, a starting point guard, has been out, Brian AU. Uh, they've filled in pretty admirably around him, but it's still a little bit of a limitation playing third game in three days. Uh, meanwhile, Georgia State, like, I, like you said and, and I said last week, they're healthier. They, they're a lot closer to their full version. Uh, both these teams have really strong, intimidating front lines. I think that kind of negates the strength that they both had throughout the tournament. Uh, and I like Georgia State's backcourt better. I, just the guards they have, they're they're more consistent. They're better shot makers. So I'm I'm giving Georgia State the the edge in the Sun Belt there. And a little bit of uh, you know luck goes into the Raging Cajuns getting to this point. They are the longest, the lowest seed ever to make it to this point um, in that that conference. So impressive that they made it that point at all. But yeah, I'm with you on Georgia State tonight as well. Um, I wanted to talk about some of the the bigger conferences as well because Duke was such a big story over the weekend, getting upset in Coach K's final game at Cameron Indoor by UNC. Um, and he addressed the crowd immediately afterwards um, before all of the recognition ceremony and just said that that was unacceptable. So there's kind of twofold. Do you think that game showed that there was a chink in the armor with Duke or does it make it that much more dangerous seeing the way Coach K was after that game and the mentality of Duke moving forward, whether it is for the conference tournament or the NCAA tournament? I kind of lean towards feeling a little more discouraged by it mm. because the, the thing that had been really exciting about Duke for, for Duke fans was in their biggest games, they played awesome. You know, the Gonzaga at UNC, uh, there's a couple others in the non-conference, the Kentucky one to open the season. Like they looked great against the best competition when they were motivated. And that didn't really happen in that, that final home game for coach K. It felt like, all right, maybe they don't have the same gear every single time as we're hoping, which makes them vulnerable in a single elimination tournament. The other thing I worry about is that every game they play in that tournament, there's going to be so much talk about this could be coach K's last game. This could be his last game. That's a lot of pressure for a young team that I think felt that pressure with his final home game. And in the, the big dance, it's going to be even greater with it really being truly the last game he could ever coach every time they go out there. So I worry about that catching up to them a little bit as they go through that tournament. So if not Duke, then who do you think would be worth potentially putting a flyer out on for the ACC tournament? The ACC tournament, I, I, I guess Duke may be a decent uh, bet just because maybe there is less pressure with the, like, it's not, there's no finality to losing that. Right. Like Coach K still has the big dance after that. Uh, but I think Notre Dame is probably worth a look. Uh, they're, you know, they were the second seed. They actually gave Duke a little bit of a run, made him win uh, enough games to clinch that ACC regular season title. They're not very deep, but they only need to win three games in three days. They have that precious double bye. Uh, they got a potent offense. They defend better probably than they get old uh, than they get credit for. Uh, and, you know, neutral court, three games in three days, a team that has the, the offensive potency that they do, the second seed. 
I think that's okay odds there for for the Irish and definitely shop around, of course. But Notre Dame with the, the draw that they have, I think is worth a look. Well, another notable loss over the weekend was Wisconsin falling to Nebraska, which not only way took not only took away their top seed in the Big Ten tournament, but you also saw Johnny Davis go down. Uh, I don't know what the status of him moving forward will be necessarily just yet, but if he's not available or if he's not himself moving forward, how does that change the complexion of this Badgers team? It's bad, 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 bad news for the Badgers. Uh, They have been a totally different team when he's been out. They nearly lost at home to Nichols earlier in the season. They also lost to Providence at home. They just lost to Nebraska at home. Without him, they become a totally different squad. They don't have the same kind of dynamism. And really, it's the trickle-down effect of the the attention he gets defensively. Uh, They don't have to focus that kind of attention anywhere else. So the, the other guys don't have the same kind of open opportunities. They have to create more for themselves, and they're less capable of that. I don't love them in this tournament. Uh, I'm sure their coach knows that it's it's far more important to get Davis healthy than it is to try to grind out three wins in this tournament after sharing the regular season title. So at their odds, I'm, I'm definitely not looking at the Badgers there. I'm looking at them as more as a, a fade in the Big Ten tournament. Is there anybody that you are looking at? Yeah, I, I probably could look at, at Illinois. I mean, they're the one seed and the odds are the shortest, but I like what they did to end the year. Uh, and then Iowa, I, I think, uh, is definitely going to be worth a look with how well they played late. They do have to win four games, so mm-hmm. perhaps those odds are, are less intriguing given that. Um, but down the board, I don't see a lot of value in Ohio State, Michigan, Indiana, even Michigan State. You know, maybe you get the Tom Izzo run, but that that magic has kind of died in March mm-hmm. lately. It hasn't been quite what we saw like earlier in the in the 2000, even the 2010s. So Illinois, I think, is probably my pick to win. Not a ton of value on it, but the way Kofi's playing, the way the shooters are going around him, if they get Jacob Grandison back in the lineup who missed last game. I think maybe uh, taking a shot at Illinois is worth it there. We're up against it and got to go, Jim, but thank you for the time. One word answer. Who wins the SoCon tonight? Chattanooga the Mox. Let's go, Mox. I'm with you. I'm with you on Chattanooga tonight. That's Jim Root. Make sure you check him out on Twitter at Second Chance Points. Does great work with Three Man Weave. When we come back, we're wrapping things up here with Julian Edlow of DraftKings. You won't want to miss it. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, 
the warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Junie. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of CityCasts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are CityCasts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and now Washington, D.C. Remember, you can subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcasts. While you're there, you can also get My Guys in the Desert, Hardwood Handicappers, all of the great VSIN content there. As we wrap things up here on My Guys in the Desert, time for my power plays, my NHL bets of the night. As I mentioned in favor, or follow earlier. I do like the Panthers on the puck line tonight, so I am betting that against the Buffalo Sabres. Sabres on the second half of back-to-back after they just got shut out by L.A. Buffalo's also 1-5-4 on the year in that second game of back-to-back sets. Florida figuring things out once again after their three-game skid. They did beat the Sabres 7-4 their first meeting back in December. Seven of the Panthers' last nine wins came by two or more goals, while all seven of the Sabres' recent losses were by two or more. So give me the puck line. And the marquee game tonight in the NHL, the Battle of Alberta. Edmonton visiting the Calgary Flames. This game's always crazy. It's always intense. And let there be goals. Both previous meetings this season went over that six goal number. The Flames uh, have seen each of their last five straight games with six or more goals while Edmonton's had eight of their last ten exceed the mark. The Oilers are tenth in goals per game, 21st in goals allowed per game and goaltending's been consistently bad regardless of who's been in net for them. Flames meanwhile sixth in goals four per game and as a team despite being second overall in goals against average Jacob Markstrom he's slumping a bit. It's a mini slump but uh, has average has allowed rather 12 goals in in the last four starts, including five to Montreal, his last outing. So I like that. I also like the Flames' first period. Uh, might also back them money line. We'll see how I feel later. It's just getting a little pricey. But from the ice to the hardwood, we bring in our good friend, content specialist and betting analyst at DraftKings, also host of the Unreasonable Odds podcast, Julian Edlow. Follow him at Julian Edlow on Twitter. I know we're here to talk association, but I do have a college hoops question for you because I saw you were on Chattanooga over the weekend. Do you like them to win the SoCon tonight? I do. Um, I, I actually have a ticket on them at uh, plus 200 to win the SoCon, and that is the only reason that I am not, uh, you know, putting out a play backing them tonight. But yeah, if you're if you're jumping in new here and you just want to play in this game, the numbers grown a little bit. But yeah, either the two and a half or if you want to lay it with the money line, this is a this is a good team. And not only do I think they're going to win tonight, there we'll see who they get in the bracket if they if they win. But they can push a good team, and you know, I don't know if you want to say win or not, but if they're getting a big number against somebody, they can catch them off guard. 
Yeah, I think they could be a tough out, no doubt. Uh, two and a half point favorites right now, but this number has gone up from one. Like you said, they do have the SoCon Player of the Year on their squad. They swept Furman in the regular season. Give me the mocks. I'm with you uh, for the SoCon title tonight. But like I said, let's talk some NBA. And before we look on to tonight's slate, just a recap a little bit of the weekend. I know there were a number of performances that stood out in my mind, whether it's LeBron, whether it's Jason Tatum, so on and so forth. Who impressed you or maybe had you scratching your head head a little bit for what happened over the weekend. I mean, not to be a homer here in Boston, but it was a pretty good week for the Celtics. You go down huge to the Hawks at the beginning of the week at home, come all the way back in a deflating game that Jalen Brown gets hurt, come all the way back and beat them, hold them to like, I don't even remember the number. They were in what the high twenties or mm -hmm. low thirties in terms of points scored in the second half. Then you come out all the noise, John Morant coming in on Thursday night, wire to wire win against the Grizzlies that Tatum dominated and then Tatum takes it to a whole nother level, you know, in front of the national crowd with Kevin Durant back with Kyrie Irving on the floor and a close to healthy, a Ben Simmons list Nets team. Um, I think the Celtics made the most noise in the NBA this week and kind of showed that they can be, they can be for real. And Jason Tatum can be one of those, those next level players. The Lakers got the big primetime win, but needed all that from, from LeBron, like, they're not going to get that that often. So I'm still not putting much stock in the Lakers for that one Warriors win with them shorthanded as well. Well, that goes to my next question because the Lakers are in action tonight. They're getting two and a half in San Antonio against the Spurs. Total 217 and a half, I believe, still right now. But do you trust them to cover again tonight after getting a win that feels very significant? It felt very necessary for them, but had so much on LeBron's back. And that's tough to do, as you said, night in and night out. I don't know what I trust them to do tonight, but I know that I want to watch the result of this game very closely because <laughs> I think this is a telling game for the Lakers. They were able to step it up in prime time against the Warriors. Uh, that doesn't surprise me. Like I, like we said, the Warriors are a different team without Draymond Green and LeBron put up, you know, one of the best games of his career, realistically. So <clears throat> now can they turn it up against San Antonio on a Monday night and really start to make the push? I'm very scared to bet the Lakers at, at any point moving on, really. I, I lost some money on them early in the season. I've made it back by fading them because you just can't back the Lakers. This week. But if they look good on Monday night and look like they've bought in, then maybe you can talk me into getting involved in them a little bit down the stretch if they're actually going to buy in and make a push here. I feel bad whenever we do these fader follows and people are backing the Lakers. I'm just like, I don't understand. I don't get it. I will, so. <laughs> nope. I, I know what happened Saturday night. I, I will not invest any money on them. I know it's very tempting as underdogs. After what you saw, I, I can't do it. Right. It's a fader stay away from me until at least they get AD back on the floor. Um, but the team that they did upset, as you said, the, the Golden State Warriors this past weekend, and they are a team that is missing pieces. They're getting eight, a number you don't see often, at Denver against the Nuggets. What do you think about that matchup later on? I mean, this is no anybody for the Warriors. No Steph, no Wiggins, no Clay, no Draymond. Um, everybody got sent home. Uh, for, for the last game of the road trip, really, and now they're going to Denver. Now, it's it's not the worst spot in the world to fade Denver. They were down. I was actually on the Pelicans last night. Uh, the Pelicans were up 11 with about three minutes left in that game, lost by eight, had them plus four, lost by eight in overtime to Denver. So big showing for Jokic, decent time on the back-to-back -to, -back to fade Denver. I just don't know if I can do it against the Warriors bench. I will say... I backed the Spurs earlier in the year against the Warriors bench. The line moved like eight points after I bet it. All the Warriors were out. 
they came back in the fourth quarter and beat the Spurs. So this Warriors bench maybe does have it in them. Um, but for me, it, it's not a spot that I can bet on either team. Sorry to be boring again about the same narrative of the Lakers Spurs, but this is a stay away one. For me. Hey, sometimes it is what it is, right? Uh, well, one game that I think is pretty intriguing tonight is the Bulls and 76ers. You've obviously got DeMar DeRozan and the output that he has had coming on recently. And then the 76ers, I know James Harden wasn't on the court for their last game, but in the games that he has played, they've won and covered every time he's hitting his points props night in and night out. what do you think about that game tonight? So this one, I think that people might be a little bit afraid to lay the big number with Philly, and I, that's the direction that I would go if I if I was betting it. Um, the Bulls just aren't the same team with that backcourt out. Uh, um, Lonzo Ball was awesome for them, and Alex Caruso, just in terms of like wins above replacement, is listed as one of the best players in the NBA this season. Um, so the impact of that backcourt is huge, and they haven't been the same team. We saw the lead the Bulls got out to, and they've just kind of been treading water ever since. Uh, meanwhile, Philly, you know, Philly loses the minutes when Embiid goes to the bench. Otherwise that you saw the comeback, you know, that was a close game against the Knicks that last Sunday showcase game. And then Embiid and Harden get on the floor together and it it turns into a blowout. You got Vucevic, the big man for the Bulls game time decision. This will move if he's out. So you'll want to bet it quickly. But yeah, I, I lean to the Sixers here. Um, I've actually used them as a, as a money line parlay piece. Um, I think they're pretty safe there. Is Embiid your guy for MVP as long as he doesn't get hurt? He is. Um, he he was my guy last year, and then he got hurt, and it just had to go to Jokic, the volume, 82 games. I thought they were kind of neck and neck. This year, maybe in terms of performance, they're close to neck and neck again, but I lean Embiid because he's he's been there, um, and, and he's stayed, stayed healthy. So uh, I think that it was right there for the taking last year, and this year, if things go his way and he doesn't get hurt, you see it right there. You know, it's like a pick them essentially and beat against the against the field. You're just, in my opinion, you're betting no Embiid injury. If you if you, you know, lay the money on Joel Embiid to win MVP, it's the right call. Yep. We got about a minute left here with you and we ran through a couple of games. But is there anything else just side or total or prop just that really intrigued you on tonight's slate of NBA games? Um, for NBA, not as much. It's kind of a boring night in the NBA for me. So I'll hijack it and go to college basketball. Let's do it. I love it. We can do it. Um, tomorrow, the ACC tournament gets underway. NC state plays Clemson. NC state stinks. They are one in 10 straight up in their last 11, one in 10 against the spread. Clemson minus five and a half. I'm on it. Clemson as a money line parlay piece. I used them tonight with the 76ers that I just mentioned. I used him tonight with South Dakota State, who I think is going to run, uh, who I think is going to run through their conference tournament. Uh, parlay piece, lay the points, whatever you want. NC State is going down. <laughs> it's electric. Thank you so much, Julian. You're awesome as always. Anytime. Thank you, Stormy. Got to get all those money line parlay pieces. That's Julian Edlow, DraftKings content specialist and betting analyst. Does great work on DK Nation. Make sure to check out his work and follow him at Julian Edlow on Twitter as well. That's going to do it for today. But remember, all week long, we're going to get deep into these conference tournaments, deep into the NBA and NHL slates as the back half of those seasons continue to roll on. But tonight... Let's go, Mox, baby. I'm so excited. I do have a little money line parlay on Chattanooga and Georgia State with regards to those conference championships. They're trying to punch their tickets. Can they do it? Danny Burke and Rush Hour coming up next. This is Visa and the Sports Betting Network.
It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.